There's over $500 worth of prizes to be won at this year's Coastal Leather Supplies Build Competition. Between October the 1st and December the 5th, you can enter your builds to be judged by expert leather craftsman Martin Carswell and have the opportunity to receive feedback from Martin. This year's theme is belts. Get creative and test your skills amongst the leathercraft community. You can also enter multiple items. The prizes include vegetable tan leather, Vimeo thread and vouchers. Head on over to coastalleathersupply.com.au or visit them on Facebook or Instagram for details on how to join. Australian and New Zealand entries only. Welcome back to another episode of the Joseph M. Leather Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Justin from Royal Peak Goods. Justin is from Ontario, Canada and makes classy yet rugged leather goods. All his products are handcrafted using carefully selected leather. Justin also donates 10% of from all customer purchases to McMaster Children's Hospital. Welcome, Justin. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. No, that's, that's all good. Uh, so how, how did you get into leathercraft? Um, it was just a hobby in the beginning. Um, and I guess it'd be about five years ago or so. I, um, my, my day job is I'm in the cigar business. And I was at one of my, one of my stores. And uh, they sell leather wallets and belts and stuff as well. And I, I needed a wallet. So I picked one up. And it was super cool. It was made by a local crafter, which I learned later on. Um, and then when I was looking at the wallet, I was just kind of like messing around one of the button snaps said tandy leather on it so i looked that up and turns out it's a a leather supply like in a tool store and it had a location like 10 minutes from my office so one day on lunch i hopped over there just to check it out to see what it was all about just because i've always had a mentality of like whenever i see something like i don't know maybe i can make that i feel like i could i'd like to try and make that one day so i went over to tandy and they had uh i can't remember how much it was but it was a kit to make your own wallet like the pieces were already cut out and stuff but you had to like edge it and punch the holes and stitch it and all that stuff and he actually dyed this one um it came with the very basic tools um and then yeah it just grew from there i just really enjoyed it yeah and now i'm you know surrounded by tools <laughs> yeah so you're still in the cigar yeah. business yeah. I've, I've never smoked a cigar like is there do different ones oh, vary? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, Cuban. Yeah, I mean, yeah, where the, the type of tobacco, like where it's where it's grown, how it's rolled. Yeah. All sorts. Yeah. yeah. Is is Cuban the the best one? So, I mean, like Cuban cigars. A lot of people have their own opinion on what is the best. Okay. Um, and it's like you know, it's like yeah. beer or wine or whatever. You you might like Australian wine, or someone says, no, no, Italian wine are the best, but it's, it's all, you know, personal preference. That's one of the kind of cool things about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Do you, is, uh, so, so, like, what makes Cuba, like, Cuba, like, because when I think of cigars, you think of, of course, like, yeah. Cuba. What makes there, is it, like, the weather that is a, a tropical climate or something that makes Yeah, it, I mean, there's, t- I don't know, what, things go into it. What is it? It's a, it's a plant yeah, or whatever? Yeah, it's a, it's a plant that grows okay. from leaves, but it's, uh, Many things go into it: the climate, the soil, kind of geographical location. You know, it's like stuff in uh, from certain parts of Nicaragua. There's a volcano there, so there's, a, there's volcanic soil that contributes. Um, and there's mm-hmm. generations of people that are have grown the tobacco and blended and rolled. So you know, it's, it's experience, geography, yeah. climate. A lot of the, a lot of those things go into it for sure. Oh, cool. Um, so, so how did you like? How did you learn leather craft? So it was just the, the the tandy sort of trial. Yeah, and error. so I played with that first, um, just cutting apart the leather and stitching, and then you know you hop on YouTube like most of us, and you know one of the first yeah. ones you kind of land on is Little King Goods, um, with his, a, lot, a lot of his videos and Parker at Stock and Barrel. Uh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, from STR Handmade and over overseas there. Yeah. You know, low tide, and just watch those guys' processes, and pick up tips and tricks from there, and just grow, and then you know keep going back to the store and hitting the websites and buying more stuff and more stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, yeah, it's those those videos are extremely helpful because like, uh, I think prior to that there wasn't really a lot on to sort of do the the basic things like how to like stitch and. By burnishing an edge and so so it's like what's the style you sort of aim for and sort of how did you come to that like style and in my day job it took me to a lot of like fancy places in the cigar business so you had to wear like a lot of suits and whatnot so i wanted something that could look nice in a suit but also i'm i'm a hockey player 
Um, I love camping and hiking and kayaking and stuff like that. So like, it's gotta be tough. Um, so it's gotta be, you know, rugged. So yeah. that's sort of what I try to try and aim for. So it's not just specifically for, you know, the businessman or the camper or whatever, but it's something that kind of looks cool no matter what, you know, yeah. what you do or where you're at. Okay. Awesome. So your favorite, like favorite types of leather that you, I noticed that yeah. like Pueblo. Yes. I mean, yeah. it's, in the beginning, <laughs> the first leathers I got, I don't even know what they were. It was scrap from the bin at the store kind of thing. And then you start yeah. learning more and more about it. You know, you learn veg tan and chrome tan and latigo and so on and so forth. And then I started just kind of looking at what looked cool and looking at what other people that I looked up to used, like Little King, like Low Tide, all those guys and what they were using. Um, so in the beginning, I was just buying, like, you know, like most of the small panels or whatever just to try it all out. But Pueblo from the beginning was one that I really kind of, I still use the majority of now. Um, yeah. A lot of like Wicked and Craig. Uh, I mean, some Barrow. Yeah. I'd like to be able to just have use one type of leather and know what I want, but then there's so many out there that I'd like to, you know, use. So it's yeah, there is. It's interesting that like so that you preferred Pueblo to Barrow because there's always been there's always like a somehow a competition between. Yeah, because one's two. got the like... super soft, like slick, and one's kind of a bit more rugged. Like I got a bunch of like a, a bunch. Most of my orders yeah. are Pueblo. Like I, this is all some Pueblo stuff I got to do here, but. Yeah, like little these little card holders out of Buttero, like they're really easy to work um, with. They they patina really nice. They burnish. Yeah, it is. It's uh, don't have to worry about like turned edges or edge paint yeah. or whatever. But yeah, it's um yeah, it's interesting that the two and like it's like, it's like which one to choose? So like, and then he's someone you one. follow or a friend. He posts up some new. Letters, like, oh, I gotta get some of that. And now you know. Yeah, well, like someone someone posts a wallet and it like it's Pueblo and it looks nice. It's like, oh, I want to exactly. use Pueblo yeah. now. It's like, yeah. uh, what, what's Wicked and Craig like? Because I, I got some. Actually, I did make a, a a valet tray out of some of their tan. That that's that's really good. It's actually quite scratch resistant for being so smooth as well. Like not as scratchy as yeah, no, butter I use, or whatever. Um, what do I use most of theirs? Their harness leather. Their buck brown is amazing which i think i have here i'm doing something with that and it's just it's yeah it's i don't know it's just it's not doing just yeah, it's, it's, yeah, kind of, it's nice. super soft and nice patina um but yeah their stuff yeah. is really nice their, their latigos are really nice as well their black latigo i use quite a bit and their belts is nice what is la, la uh what is latigo the most part, like the combination chrome veg tan uh, oh okay yeah because i know like hallway has a their latigo and it's like what is this latigo it's really nice like... i mean it, it still burnishes really nicely um versus you know, mm-hmm. the chrome so it's like yeah. a combination yeah. tan okay what's their belt it's leather really like nice. uh, wicked and craig left right now i don't uh, i don't think i've used their belt leather i've used like herman i think i used like a herman oak like one like i bought like a one blank but i've never used like how does it compare have you ever used like any like English bridle from like the UK. Uh, no. Like compared no, to. Is a, a, is a fellow over here in Canada, OA, OA leather, um, and he has these. Uh, yeah. He has this these straps that I get for my belts. His buffalo is really nice. It's got really good colors and it's yeah. You know, it's well priced and lasts yeah. really well. But I use um, Wicked and Craig. They have a yeah. really russet color, which is kind of like the natural. I don't think I have anything, which is you know basically like just like natural color essentially natural but it just yeah i love the patina like on especially in a belt the age it gets you know the patina that it develops is really cool yeah that does it it gets the the more it goes more creamy and then doesn't it go like a dark brown yeah. like yeah, way it just, it's basically like, like a long time out in the sun sort of thing <laughs> yeah yeah no that's cool um yeah what, what do you what do you wear the the russet with like do you yeah. wear it with jeans yeah. or Okay, and it looks fine because I've wondered like, does it look too white, like well, too it natural? It darkens up pretty quick. I'm not, no, I'm not even wearing a belt today. Okay, um, but it, uh, no, on, on like blue jeans, it looks, it looks, it looks good. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So some of your, so you, the items you're inspired to make. So you've made a quite a selection, like different wallets and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. Yeah, I guess the. Yeah, what what sort of inspired you to make those sort of sort of items and. Uh, well, yeah. the designs in my wallets. I mean, it's 
you know, as you know, we're everything credit cards and debit cards are the same size around the world. So we all pretty much there's still there's only yeah, that's sort so of the benefit. much you yeah. can really do. I mean, you know, wrap around wallets, you know, bifolds. They're all good until you put your stamp on it, your color combo. You know, there's it's tough to kind of come up with your own thing for sure. Um, but I mean, when I was doing it, it was just, you know, sometimes I carry like three cards. Sometimes I carry, you know, if I'm going to the U.S., yeah. you know, they have a lot of cash. So, I, you know, I want something where I can put cash or more cards. So I just, I wanted to make something that everybody, you know, there might be a, an option for everybody, right? You don't want to limit it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the, probably the good thing that all the cards are the exact same size. Whereas, like, notes yeah, yeah. vary. Like, some countries have, like, bigger notes. Others have exactly. smaller notes. And, yeah. Um, I guess we could probably... So, uh, like, mass-produced versus small batch. Because uh, I was actually... When I was actually writing this question, I was actually thinking about it. So, because you know like, a lot of us get into leather work and we think... Say oh because like mass produced, like they what like how they make mass produced things are pretty low quality blah blah blah, but then like you notice that when like you start getting more orders and that sort of stuff there is like ways to like maximize sort of machines so to speak like you can like sewing machines or like sky like bell scavers like even the like dies and that sort of stuff. Um, where I was going with this question actually. Uh, do you think, right, <laughs> that, oh, I don't know, I don't know how to word this, I'll probably edit this <laughs> out if this, is, this this fails, but do you think, I don't want to put it all on to you, because it's just something I was thinking about, do you know where I'm coming from, so like, we, we get into leather work and we say, oh, like, mass-produced things are bad, but then it's just because, like, they use low-quality things, like, they still use, like, the similar machines, like sewing machines, you know. But just the materials are lacking. Do you think you could make high quality goods on a mass produced scale? I don't know. I don't know. This is this is I'm like I'm just yeah. throwing this out yeah, there. I mean, I so. I, I want I want to say because you see like yeah, eyes because like, you, you see, know when I first started it would take me like three hours to make a wallet. Now, you know, with, through learning processes, you know, adding clicker dies, adding, you know, um, stitching ponies, you can speed up the process. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I mean, making 10 a day is very different than making, you know, 10,000 a day, obviously. So I don't know. I mean, I, I had a coach wallet at one point, which was nice. It was a nice wallet. I'm sure they're making a thousand a day. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it was you know, it was yeah. nice. It was a nice wallet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, tricky. it's tricky. Because I was thinking, yeah. Because I was thinking like something like a belt, for example. Like if you were to mechanize a bit, like if you were to make a belt in, like, because I worked at a place where we're making belts all day. I was literally staining belts all day. But like they had the, they would, they would put the hide through the the, like the. Do you know where they they. They put this like the individual oh, yeah, yeah. widths of the belts. They like put it through that. Someone would, um, like a machine would punch the like the buckle loop, all the holes in the end, and then would come to me. I would like stain the edges, put it through a bell skyver, and like just paint the edge. And then the next people would just put the buckles on and then stitch it together. So like literally, if it would take the belt less than like five minutes to make, I guess like. And, but, like, I guess, like, it failed over time because, like, the buckle was bad. I'm not sure how the stitching was. So it was, like, sort of, like, one part of yeah. the belt failed. So I was thinking, like, because, like, you notice that, like, because I think like, I started off saying, like, I wanted, I wanted to do everything by hand. But then, like, I just, I literally cannot, after I did that duffel bag and I hand-stitched <laughs> the whole bag, I was, like... I can't sit there for eight hours, no. like, stitch like that much, and then there'd be like, you know, two hours would go by, or, or half an hour, or an hour. Whereas, like, a. So, like, you know, I bought, then I got a sewing machine, and um, that's just been a complete, like, changer. But, like, even the, the stitching isn't even, like, it actually, like, this is a, like, machine stitched, and it's, it's still pretty good, yeah, like, it still nice, looks yeah. like a, 
you know you get the you get you get you get the right needle and it looks still pretty good so that was sort of my my thing and like because obviously you have like glow forges and clicker presses and you can just maximize your efficiency so good but as long as you but i guess like you can still use yeah. like good materials but you still won't notice if you like you know i'll punch all my my belt holes by hand because it's just like that's you know i don't have to there's no point buying a big clicker press to so it's kind of like you're not going to know the difference between like a hand punch yeah. hole or like a clicker press punch hole. So I just thought it would be like a. I think because like if on that, that five minute belt that you're kind of saying, I mean, essentially it's the same processes. It's still being cut. It's still being dyed. It's still being punched. But I guess when it's mass produced, then maybe they'll. I don't want to say cutting corners, but looking ways, looking at ways to save because you're gonna buy ten thousand buckles, I guess, right? Where where we're making, you know, if we're making yeah. a couple a month. It's and and also we're, you know, it's our kind of name on that product. So if it gets to that person, it's not like they're going yeah. after some big corporation. They're calling you to complain about it. So we have that last inspection of yeah. that, you know, of that product before it goes out to make sure yeah. it is you know, quality and not busted and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're making eight hundred belts a day, and then nine hundred belts a day, and then a thousand belts a day. And like that was yeah, insane. Never <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I, I didn't know. Like, I like, I did not know. And before I got that job, that you could actually physically do something for like, like eight hours a day on like, seven and a half hours a day. Because literally, I was just like staining, belt scarf, painting, staining, belt scarf, and literally that's all I was doing. And I was like, I didn't know that was possible for, for a human being until I got that job. So I thought, like, you know, maybe. You know, you get a rest, but now it's just like on a production line. Crazy. Rain, hail, or shine, like that's what you were doing. So what's your advice for um, new crafters? I would say, kind of a couple things I would say is like you're going to don't get so mad when you make mistakes because it's part of learning. You know what I mean? I was telling someone yesterday that yeah. if you look at, you know, pretty much anybody's first wallet or first stitching compared to the one they most recently made, you know, it's part of the journey is learning. So, you know, versus getting, instead of getting mad or whatever, which it's easy to, for sure, you know, learn from it and perfect it next time and again, get better and get better and get better. Yeah. That. And then I always tell people tools. I mean, there is a lot of, you don't need fancy knives. You don't necessarily need a stitching pony. Um, a lot of those things you can get by with other things. There's a box cutter or whatever. Um, but for me, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I've tried a box cutter. Knife. I have box. I have all of them. Because, one, I love the tools, right? I started this because I loved making stuff. I love the tools. I just, I think they're really cool. Um, so, for me, I wanted, I started off with the basics, the cheapest stuff I could find. And then, over time, I gradually got better stuff and better stuff and better stuff. Um, in hindsight, I wish I would have just held on to that first one a little bit longer and then just made the jump right away to the top, you know what I mean? Like, I must have went through yeah. like five or six different stitching irons and punches and prongs until I landed where I am now. So if I just held on to that first pair for, you know, another six yeah. months, I would have been like, okay, you know what? I do like this enough to spend that much. You know what I mean? Now I have this you know, yeah. I have a full, massive toolbox of tools that I don't use anymore because I bought three, four, five sets of things until I found the ones I liked. I know, I, I always mean to, and I have some like, buddies who are like, hey, I, I want to sure. try and make yeah. something. I, I keep meaning to put something together, like a little kit, but, but yeah, that's yeah, my thing. Yeah. It's just, I, like, do it because you enjoy it. Don't, you know, try all, try the different leathers, you know, and just, just, just enjoy the learning process yeah. because that's one of the funner parts. Yeah. One of the knives I do want to get is those, like, the, that round one where you put, like, not the, not the round knife, I mean, like, the oh, circular the... one that you like, as you... These guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is that, cool. Yeah, that I one. Mean, some guys use it for, like, uh, trim allowance. Um, I just use it, like, if I'm tracing something and I got a whole hide down, I use this to just kind of, like, wheel around it and cut that piece yeah. that I need. Um, it's pretty handy for that, for sure. Yeah. It, it, how does it go if it's uh, next to a good. ruler? Pretty good. I mean, you got to... For me, I find okay. I have to, like, really kind of focus on... I'm also because I'm afraid of it, like rolling up onto the ruler and then onto my thumb. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, so you, you, 
Would I that mean, likely happen? Would it hasn't, and I ha- I'm just terrified. Are you just cautious of it? <laughs> I just feel more comfortable with. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy. This is the kind of guy I. They got into early on with this one. The indispensable, which. Oh yeah, I the love. Uh... that and just a yeah. Japanese scabbing knife. That's my go-to's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I use my little uh, the uh, I use the uh, like the box cutter. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, I just change got, the blade over or whatever. Where is it? I just got but like, with those, Oh, here it is. I just got... What do you... I just got do this those box cutter uh, from June Lin. And it's it's amazing because oh, it yeah. locks the blade in place. So when the blade's out, it doesn't wobble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want you want like a good one that doesn't that doesn't wobble. Like I, I bought a, one of one that looks similar to that. At like a supermarket or something, and it was just like you'd put yeah. it, and then like the the blade would wobble, and it's just. <laughs> so I guess you pay for what you, whatever you buy, or whatever. Um, it, with those Lin dispensable one and the uh, the roller one, does those blades are they annoying? To Not really. I mean, strop? I just keep a strop right here, and just okay. before I cut anything, I just give it yeah. a strop, and I change the blade on the Lin dispensable, and I got yeah, a okay. made uh, blade. Um, it's really solid. That's what I like about it. Yeah. So what does it mean when it's like the charter made uh, one compared to the... Yeah. He just you know made it a lot more sharper. I think he's South African. Yeah. His stuff's, his, his stuff's amazing. I yeah. get one of his like, yeah. like, like round head knives or whatever they're called. Um, it's, you know, it's an investment for sure, but quality. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's just really sharp and, you know. Yeah. It's funny because like... Uh... I'm sort of one of those people where I don't like to buy new tools. Like, I'll hang on to the... Like, I had this... Uh, air, I had a Edge Beveler. It was like a number three. Really cheap one. And it was a... It was a... Te- like, it was one of those ones where it was quite blunt. Like, and, you know, I'd be beveling and then there'd be... I think there was twice oh, where yeah, it slipped yeah, off and, like, hit my finger. And I think, like, after that, I realised, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get a, like, Palosanto one. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't like really buying new tools. I sort of like even with pricking irons, like these Abbey ones that I had for years, and I just like, I just don't care. Like if I, I break them, I just buy a new set. That, like... that set I bought from Tandy, it came with very very basic stitching pun- prongs, which did the trick. They worked, um, and then yeah. it went right to an eight prong uh, Cinebrox. Like I made a big jump, and then for some yeah. reason I went backwards because I wanted to try other ones. And worked all my way back up again to now I have a one, two, eight, and a ten prong Cinebrox. Yeah. With the Cinebrox, because they're like extremely expensive, are they. You can replace them. What happens if you broke a tooth? Yeah. Like, can you just buy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just have the. You pretty much just like can buy the size. And then yeah, you can I, mean, I haven't had to do it, thankfully. Um, but they're, I, th- I think it's a bit of a process. I think because they're like epoxied in there or something to get like heated up i believe and there's a little yeah uh, metal i don't know tray thing so when you put the new tooth in you got to kind of plunge it into this thing so it makes sure they're in line again of sorts but you know hopefully yeah. to do that but what shape uh, are your is your mil, pricking irons um they... these guys like the little yeah the slanted Problems, slanted yeah. or they round okay i thought I, you had what, i do have okay, round, we had ones. round that, ones for some that's reason. what i use for a while um, oh, okay some stuff still um but when i went to the, the yeah prongs it's just a just a cleaner cleaner look yeah what 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 do each of the holes achieve like what does around the hole because obviously the slanted gives you that sort of angled does the round holes do the no, exact same thing? No, it just kind of... Is anything? it a bit different? Is it round? I think I do. Yeah, so here's the round hole. So basically, there's a straight, chunkier... Yeah. Kind of a bit more of a rugged look, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. <clears throat> so you wouldn't have to... Because with the slanted holes, how you stitch it, it's like you put your needle through, make the cross, and then you yeah, switch back, and then you... Um, yeah, so like it's sort of the the thread goes to the top. With that one, can you just sort of do it, but on yeah, a yeah, pretty much like one through straight and ways. One, I mean, so it's you kind get of... the rhythm because one's still going to be on top of the other no matter what. Um, but you just get in the rhythm, so it's always the same, yeah. so it's consistent on both sides. But yeah, you don't have to like cross over the yeah the stitch. 
You don't have to. You can't. Oh, you don't need, you don't need a cast? Um, but, like, this one here. Okay. This one here yeah. isn't. And it's just, like, that's the front side and the back side. So, they're just both straight on both sides. Yeah. Oh, look straight. Yeah. I know. It's funny when you get, like, so... Like, because you, when you're trying to develop what you want your products to look like, you, like every detail has, is like inspected. Like, well, how do you want the stitches to be? How yeah, far do you totally. want the stitches to be for <laughs> on the thread? What sort of how how thick the? It's kind of like you. It's like all these like it's mental easy to overthink it too. Things you, like, you sometimes like, just you, like this is the yeah, original. But you like this is the original stitch. You want to make your own, this, and I would do this little stitch in the bottom, and the whole point of it was it was like four peaks, like my logo. I'm like, okay, am I overthinking it at this point? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Is it too much? <laughs> uh, it's a, yeah. It's it's funny that you get like get so like hung up on like these little, but it yeah. is. It's I guess it's sort of part of the process. Like you know, what sort of how do you want? Because like you know, choosing pricking irons and it's such a, like a such an exhausting thing. And like, how do you want your? Because you know, yeah. each thread gives a different look to it. Some of the mistakes you've okay. made. I've made so many mistakes. Like I, I remember, I made my I've made my own glue, I've made my own wax, like my own conditioner. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much how much like how much stuff you actually like. Oh, for it's sure, really like it's a perseverance. Like, like I said before, it's kind of learn from it, right? Like everybody's, you know, when we're stitching, we've put the thread, the needle through the other thread, and then go to pull it, and it's just all jacked up because the needle's gone through the thread, and you got to sort through that. I mean, it's just part of the handmade thing and that's why it's practice and practice but it still happens no matter what you do <laughs> yeah I, I actually funny you say that because i was when i was making one of my when i was making that money clip wallet uh one of the recordings i got was like me <laughs> snagging the thread and because there's like there's two ways you can there's two ways you can either do it like you pull the thread back out yeah. and then you pull the thread through again like you have to or the one where you, you just, just like one little pull fiber, it and hopefully just... it's just like <laughs> yeah 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 and because I was I just couldn't be bothered like <laughs> pulling it all out I was like I don't care I'm just gonna pull it in nice. it was yeah. just like snagging like a like, little like, but, yeah those yeah. Are like you know putting your stamping yeah. go upside but down it's... I've done that a couple of times or I used to have a problem <laughs> when I was using my punches like the big hole punch because it would act it's like it's it's a it's a bigger hole. It's taken out. I had a much more trouble when going straight through. It would the slightest little shift in the hammer, it would pop through and come out the side of the wallet early on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a you know, it's easy. Yeah. To make, it's easy to make mistakes. <laughs> I guess with those round holes, you don't could they can they be reversed? Yeah. Tricked as yeah. Because well? just round like, on the other you side, you can same... just push it. Because like on the. Yeah, yeah, you can you'll be able to kind of see it, but like on here, on this side, you can see like it's this is the punch through side, and this side, this is the side that yeah. So you can kind of see the difference. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, you could flip it over and kind of push them through, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, on my belt side, I reverse prick, because it's just like you know five mil, it's like. With the, with the thicker it is, it's like the more you, yeah, yeah. more likely you're gonna yeah. just like go like that through it, and it's just, yeah. That's funny you say. I think I've only got my stamp upside down once, and that was when I was making a key ring. And I think I was doing like a reel out of it, and like you know the cinematic of the hitting the stamp. <laughs> like I don't know. I think it went upside down. And it's like <laughs> I was just doing it recently, thing, and I like... one of their initials on the wallet. I think, and I packaged it all up. I printed off like the shipping little thing that goes with it. And then I forgot to put the initials on. Thankfully, I caught it before I shipped it. But now I've made the whole thing. So, and, you know, when you're doing initials, you get it's yeah, like, yeah. You put it in upside down and backwards or whatever to make sure the initials are correct. So I tested it like a f 15 times before I actually... At least if it's just the pocket, I just get a new pocket. But this was yeah. really done. It was stressful. Yeah. And you have to, like... Do you, if. Um, you want to be yeah. careful as well because you might like imprint through. So like you put like a little slip of leather in the pocket. What what sort of uh, initials do you use? Do you use like a a, um, for, like, a pull press? down thing? For... Yeah, so I have I started yeah, for, like, off doing with, initials, like an arbor press like you... in the beginning, um, and then now I have the Weaver uh, two tongue clicker, yeah. 
which I was using for a while. Uh, but then recently I got uh, the Dream Factory uh, press. So that thing, that thing is, it's, so now I use that. To have like that yeah. gold foil and the initials, like so if people want the customization and it's like, I know that with the Dream Factory, like all the things go together, like the, the, the title, like all the, the, um, the letters like match yeah, the, the, slab the little slidey the... thing you put yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, is there something that's well, not I, like, a dream for, I factory, have the letter, but it all works? Uh, letter stamp maker letters. I have though. I have his letters. They kind of work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On that, on the holder that the Dream Factory has, um, I think the Dream Factory ones are a bit deeper of a letter, so it's made for them more. Um, but make it work. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> well, how long did it take for the Dream Factory actually. to arrive? Yeah, there was a guy who was, uh, it was, it was yeah. a good dude, and he was just, I don't know, he was getting out of it. Um, and he posted it up, because, you know, they're expensive. I've wanted one forever, but I was never going to drop. I, I just don't have the money to drop on that. But this came along at the price. I'm like, I, I'll i never see one at yeah. the price that I have to do it. So this one just came from, like, I don't know, where was yeah. it again? In, like, Florida, I think, so it didn't take too long. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's it's right. Cool yeah, thing. I wouldn't mind getting a drink factory. Do you, uh, do you buy their exclusive, what, do you so buy their gold foil from, or just sort of? Yeah. Because like, gold foil was a like funny Amazon little thing, whatever. isn't it? And you could tell, like, it just didn't work. Um, I have some from Tandy, which are really nice. And then I had to order another, an, an additional sled for the Dream Factory, which came from Dream Factory. So when I was ordering it, I got some of their foils as well, which they, theirs works really well. Works really nice. What's the difference between know. cheap ones and good ones? Is <laughs> yeah. it okay? Oh, yeah, no, like, I mean, sometimes do, they just, do the cheap ones flake like, or they, just, do you, they don't hold and of... stay on the leather very long? Or yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just okay, yeah, yeah. The the good ones just you press it and boom, it's there, and it's like it stays. Yeah, and it's only like a little press, isn't it? It's like it's not that. It's like a hundred yeah, degrees or whatever, and you just put it down and then back up again. Leather, it's on as well. Um, I'm still trying to yeah. kind of make notes of this yeah. weather's this temperature and this long and so on and so forth to get it mastered, but Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh do you think there's a want and support do you think that there is a want to support? I think so, small yeah. I mean businesses? I think especially with the pandemic, everyone started buying stuff online and exploring Etsy and exploring Instagram and um I think it became you know the amount of businesses that started over COVID, you know, online, it's countless. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of people that, why did my light just turn off? That's weird. Um, so a lot of people like, like myself, I know I always, I always pre roll peak goods. I liked supporting small business. Um, and now that I'm a small business, I appreciate it even yeah. more. So I, I think so for sure. I think people, you know, and and the fact that when you're when we're yeah. small, like we are, people are able to like, it's, actually it's, have a connection to us, message us, make customize it the way they want, and they, so they get to know who made it. And I think yeah, you talk straight. Appreciate that. I yeah, hope. You, yeah, and you can just send it like you talk exactly. to the person. It's yeah. not like you have to jump through hoops to. Yeah, uh, social media and leathercraft. It's uh, it's been it's actually been interesting to see how it has how it's developed over the past years and especially with the role mm. of like shorter form content as well. I don't know. That's a big loaded question for you. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what is the question? I'm just I'm trying to open up my phone to try and think of something with the like. It's, it's actually been interesting to see the because I'll post on like Instagram. YouTube shorts and like it's interesting to see the diff like how people respond to certain videos like because it's such a different ge demographic like you might get a video that does well on Instagram that does bad on YouTube and yeah, it's I mean, so I, weird I like I, I mean, what's I'm happening not a, I've always like scrolled social media I don't get it I don't know the algorithms or exactly how it works I tried to learn it a bit more it's not like I'm totally invested in trying to learn it um, but yeah I mean as so many of us have said, and you see so, yeah. many, so many reels where so much time gets put into a well-edited, created reel on Instagram, and it gets like 3,000 views. 
And then you just throw together just video. All of a sudden it has 520,000 views. It makes no sense. Like for me, I had in March, I had a reel um, at that point, at that time, blow up. Now when reels blow up, it's like millions. Um, in March, I had one. It was I got 520,000 views, I think. And I got my following grew by 9,000 in a week. It had zero effect on sales. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I have, I'm having a video that's like, it's up to 20,000. And it's like, for me, that's like a huge thing. Like, whoa, like, but like, it doesn't affect sales at all. Like, because you're just like one person yeah, I mean, amongst it's the exposure, so you, millions you, you, of other reels. Part of it, you got to kind of so do like, it. You know, but like, as we talked said before, it, it consumes so much time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. And you're not getting paid for it either. Like, like they're getting paid for it. Like, you're making the... And then, and then in our game, there's so oh, many... Yeah, it's only... frustrating. Yeah, like... It... real, I mean, you can get creative with them for sure. But, like, you know, reels of stitching, reels of skiving, reels of beveling. There's... I don't want to say only so much you can do, but, like, at some point, it's, it's, it gets a little bit of repetition. That's why when, when it was more photography-based... You get to see people yeah. their style more, which I kind of miss. Yeah, well, because I wasn't on the Instagram back in its sort of uh, that sort of stage where people were taking a lot of like. What was the difference between that Instagram compared to now? Like, because now it's just, it's sort of just become a video like platform because you you post a photo and the chances are like eight hundred. Well, I don't know what, how many followers I have. Like, probably eight hundred and. I don't know, like, it's the amount, like, not every single person is a follower is going to see a picture, and even, like, the people that, that aren't followers, that, like, it's become, like, it's just easier to post a video well, yeah, as I, opposed I don't know, I to what it was. Later, earlier this videos year, now. Instagram said, video is the future <clears> for us, essentially, and, but, like, before that, it was, you know, with, with the pictures pre- oh, did they say that? Algorithms and whatever, I think how it worked, it was basically just chronological, everybody you followed, You'd scroll, and all of a sudden, you'd see a post that you saw the day before, and you knew you were kind of, you've seen everybody's post for that day, versus now where I scroll Instagram, majority yeah. of it's people stuff I don't even follow. It's just ads or something the algorithm has put in front of me because that's what it was yeah. to see at that time, right? So back then, it was more, I, I, my thing, my opinion, you get to see that crafter's style through their photography as well. Um, versus now where it's, you know, trend, yeah. trending tracks, um, so on and so forth. But it's, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Use this track. <laughs> this track will and make you, you go viral. <laughs> I should be one of those people. Like, those those people get more views than, like, I do. Like, <laughs> like use this track. Yeah. Like, 500,000 like 500, <laughs> views. It's like, oh, I might as well just, like, make tracks for people. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, yeah, because you can, you could spend, like, all this time editing a reel and thinking, yeah, this this is going to hit it, this is going to viral, but then it just doesn't, and then you have a video that you don't, you, you put out and it just gets views. It's just like, it's just weird. I'm stoked for those guys, right? I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm kind of bashing the, the process, because, yeah. you know, you got to do it, and the people that's, that's worked for, you know, I'm stoked for them, the, you know, fellow crafters, that's awesome, you know, happy for them, for sure. Yeah, well, well it does, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see. I guess like that's one of the benefits in Leathercraft is that you, you have so many opportunities to make different, like, of, of a video. Like, there's all different types of products you have, but it's kind of like the, how oh, do you, sure, yeah. like, I think there's, there's an art to it as well. Like, who's amazing because, at it is, uh, yeah, buddy so. Chris at Ormond Leather. He, like, he puts out a lot of reels and content, but somehow he keeps it, he keeps it fresh. Yeah, yeah. Fun. You know what I mean? And there's, there's a lot of people that do. Um, but most of the people yeah. do. You know, they're working hard to do it. Uh, but on the top of my mind, like Chris, his stuff, you know, yeah. his fire. he's got some cool some cool ideas and ways of doing things. It's interesting because it's kind of like you need the footage. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's all that user engagement, like people like it, they comment, and it's just, yeah, it's funny. But yeah, it's, I'm wondering when it, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm wondering like when it is all going to break because like all these different platforms have, gone like all in on this on this social on on like the shorter form content when is yeah. that gonna like reverse into back to longer the longer form I, I content YouTube videos today. Like... um i can't remember it's yeah like yeah and they have a lot of really cool stuff 
Um, and they had a video of talking about how YouTube even now is a lot of their views and subscribers and likes base. Um, they're being, people are being rewarded more for the amount of time a video is watched and how many times that video is clicked on to watch yeah, versus yeah. subscribers versus likes. Um, so I guess it's ever evolving in that respect, but there's, like you said, there's so many platforms yeah. and now like, you know, trying try to keep up with it's exhausting. But that's the thing. It, it, like if I had like a marketing team, like, yes, like just <laughs> do it all for me. Whereas like you just, that's as a thing. one person, like it's like, before, you just get, can't. You know, I have a full-time job. I, you know, I can't post. So I get like a couple hours a week to try and make stuff. So if I'm, if I'm trying to make reels, that's, you know, half of that time is going to be spent. So I'd, ra- I'd rather make something. And Yeah. Um, yeah, because I saw on your one that YouTube video that, uh, like, of yours, yeah. you said like each yeah. of the peaks like represents each member of your family. Well, I was just talking about that. We're thinking yeah. about that. And so I thought, well, like, what if you have another kid? Have like, does that mean you have to add a peak? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's me, my wife, my daughter, and my Do dog. Do pets get a peak? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, okay, so different yeah. type. Different types of thread. You've yeah, used. I've used a ton. Um, Have you noticed a bit of a difference? Early on, I was just kind of getting whatever from Tandy just to learn and practice with. And then whatever I'd see on like different YouTube channels, people are using this, using that. I have a massive box full of threads. I can't even remember what they're called. Um, but then I used main thread for a long time when I was using when I was using these guys, the, the, the thicker yeah, well, thread. Then I went to tiger thread, Ritza tiger thread. Um, then I went to, what did I go to? Yeah, your tiger thread. Yeah. I went to something else and I've landed on Vimo. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's sort of a, it's a safe one Vimeo because it's sort of like, yeah, Vimeo, Vimeo. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's, uh, yeah. Cause like, cause I want to use it on a sewing machine. You don't need to wax it, don't you? Do you? No. Yeah. But you don't need to wax it if you put it in a machine, like. Because I know you, you should, yeah. It's good. It's yeah. more rugged. Uh, it, what's the main thread made? like? I have it tucked away. It's a bit more uh, like a cord. It's a bit more cord-like. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I saw a buckle, like, I was on Buckle Guy yesterday and had like, one of their banners was like main thread. Good. But yeah, it's a bit more of like a rugged cord. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That stuff's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that Tiger for... Tiger Thread's interesting. Um, it's so strong. That's the thing. And it's so, like, smooth. That stuff's so strong so as well. easy to work with. Um... Oh, with that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally. If you pierce the thread, <laughs> good luck, like, pull... Like, pull... <laughs> you, yeah. you have to, like, put it back, pull it back through. But, yeah, it doesn't, like... It doesn't... Uh, like, the threads doesn't... Uh, it doesn't... Uh, like, the threads don't... It sort of just stays as a flat. Like, it doesn't pull it, come apart and all the unravel yeah. the different threads. It sort of just stays yeah. as one big clump. So... Yeah, tiger threads. I use it on my my woodsman belt. And it's, it, yeah, it lays it's a lot different sort of to, like, to it, right? your normal linen or your normal... Uh, yeah, yeah. It sort of has that... Yeah, interesting look. You haven't used Villa so. Schwa- I, have, I have some French ones. Yeah, I have some French ones, and I think that's, that's it. What, I, I have a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty expensive as well. But the colors are beautiful. Like, well, I'd love like, to be able to have like a shelf with all of them. Like, but not use them. Like, just keep them all. Took it off. There we go. Like, I have all my th- colors there. Cause, yeah, look, it... yeah, that's all Vimeo. That's cool. Is, is, that, is that Vimeo? Huge color selection, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how they got all those different colors there. Yeah, like the only colors I have in, for my machine are white, black, medium brown. It's like a medium brown, and I and I can use some Vimeo, got some gold Vimeo, and that's it. Which is annoying because like, um, the all my other colors are in linen in filet choix, and I don't think you can really. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. I think you need you need a waxer. Like it's interesting because uh, when I made this money clip, I like hand stitched the uh, the top of it with the with the same thread, 
And it's interesting because the machine thread makes it like oh, when yeah. it's machined, it looks thicker. And then when it's hand stitched, it looks. Oh. Th- I think because I think because it yeah, digs, yeah. it's a bit more. But yeah, I thought yeah, that was very interesting. Like that looks like a thicker thread. It's the exact same thread. Maybe. So this is like because this wallet here, this is a 0.5 millimeter fillet chois, and then so this is an M20, which I think is like a 0.4 mil. But yeah, you can think like when you hand stitch it, it's like oh, you can't probably see. Can you see it? Yeah. It's good. Huh, hand stitch looks like smaller with a thicker thread as opposed to. Uh, oh really? Yeah, so like this is a thicker thread, but it looks. I wonder if like, maybe maybe when you're hand stitching, like, and it's hand stitched, the holes, the holes are that was bigger. So I don't know. Both very clean looking though. Or it or yeah. just, maybe it just doesn't sit like it doesn't go More into top. the leather like sort of just sort of sit like the. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So it's kind of like you have like a thicker thread, mm-hmm. with a. All of my products, I, I kind of came up with it yesterday but anything yeah, like you can fit in your pocket or in a purse i still hand stitch um but then for like bags or you know doing a long strap or whatever that's yeah how yeah I use the machine uh, but i've only had the machine a bit i'm still kind of struggling to really yeah. hone in my skills on it for sure i can't get a good bottom stitch what needle do you use thread i got the one it came with and that's what i wonder, really? I wonder okay. if i gotta use a different um but I think said, but like I'm like 15 minutes away from yeah. Brian at Little King Goods, who's like a master on these things, and we've kind of become buddies. So I'm hoping I can uh, get him over to give me some give me some teaching. Yeah, with a because I got a different needle with mine. Like I, when I got my machine, I said to the I said to the girl, I said, "Oh, can we can you just get me a needle that makes it look like it's hand stitched?" And so it it comes out like left yeah. to right, which is like. You know, when you hand stitch, it goes from right to left. I think it's harder to get it to go right to left. But anyway, so it looks left yeah, it to looks right. super clean. But it actually, so this is the front stitch. So it actually looks pretty good. But then look, like, look on the back. So this is the yeah, back stitch. Yeah, it looks stitch. clean. It looks so it actually, clean. this side looks better. Wait. Wait can you see? That's yeah, yeah, yeah like, play I'm not needles. sure maybe I've, it's I've the needle you're not. Needle. And I, I don't, again, I don't get a lot of time to really sit there and play with it. So one day. Yeah, like, it's funny, because uh, previously I'd be like, oh, like, hand stitching, machine stitching is, like, cheating, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, when I got a sewing machine, as people and make it's like, well, this is sure. actually pretty hard, like, getting the tension right, and, like, <laughs> yeah. and, like, to, you know, it's, it's like, well, this actually is a pretty, yeah. uh, you know, I notice that if I go, if I go, if I go too fast, I can, like, ruin the stitch a bit, like, it, it can, because it's going so, yeah, like, yeah. because it's going so fast, the leather might like angle, like it might go like that. It'll drift a bit. Yeah. And so then, but and as you're going, the stitch will be like angled, like because you're. So, but anyway, it's funny. It's uh, it's interesting to see yeah. how you like. I think in the beginning it was I learn, had it you, like, learn pretty good, and, and I managed to get a bunch of bags made and stuff, and I was happy yes. with it. And then I think I tinkered with it too much, and now I don't know where it's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. You should uh, you should message oh, really? Stock okay. Co. He helped me out with my machine because oh. on my first night I got a, a piece of thread got underneath the bobbin, like the bobbin, the like the winder thing, <laughs> and it jammed the whole machine. Like literally the first night I got it, and uh, he he I messaged I think I because I was so embarrassed like you know I posted a story like oh I got a sewing machine and then like that night I jammed the whole thing and it's like. <laughs> And uh, so I think he saw the story of me. I think I might have. I think I posted or I deleted it. I can't remember because I was just so embarrassed. But anyway, I we got talking and he really helped me. And I ended up having to take the whole bot, like the bobbin out, and then the whole bobbin winder out. And then it was cool because I I actually yeah, learned quite good. a lot. Of, what is sort of rolling stock? Troubleshoot in those sort of moments. Yeah, right, I'll uh, shoot him a message. But yeah. Yeah, Rolling Stock. I still need to do a podcast with him. But yeah, he was like, he was literally was so helpful in telling about how what you can do. Like you can you can use like a thicker thread for the main thread, and then a thinner thread for the bobbin thread. To sort of tricks like it's like all these different things you can do. Like it was quite interesting. Yeah, so he was like really knowledgeable and like different needles and. 
Yeah, so I need to do a podcast yeah. with him because yeah, he was really helpful. So yeah, if you have any troubles, reach out to him. Uh, so 10% of your purchase goes towards McMaster Children's Hospital. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess so you could tell us the, this, the story uh, behind that. or 20, I yeah. guess. Um, as a bit of side business, it was a hobby prior. Um, so my daughter was born in April 2019, and she spent uh, just over a year, well, 376 days uh, from birth. She was in at McMaster Children's Hospital. Um, so me and my wife, we were obviously a, a nerve wracking, stressful time to say the least. Um, but so we were back and forth to the hospital every day and we have a thing here called Ronald McDonald house. Um, it's basically like a, like a, almost like apartments that you get, um, for like 12 bucks a day, um, to stay close to the hospital. Cause we were about 45 minutes to an hour from that hospital. Um, wow. so she was there for just over a year. Um, and while, and they, they literally, literally saved her life multiple times. So. While we were there, we saw all the different kind of businesses and families and just individuals kind of donating money to the hospital um, and saw how it was used and how incredible, you know, the things that those people do there, the doctors, the nurses, the respiratories, all of them, they're just they're the most incredible people. So when my daughter came home the following April, it was one month into the pandemic and I was working from home. So I was saving a couple hours a day driving. So that's when my wife was going to stay home to care for our daughter. So, you know, we were losing one income. So I was either, you know, find a part-time job doing something, or I've had a lot of people ask me, it's like, hey, can you make me a wallet? Hey, can you make me a belt? It's like, okay, why don't we try and do that? You know, something I like, something I enjoy, and I could be at home maybe making a little bit extra money doing something something I enjoy. Um, So when we did that, we wanted to make sure we were giving back in some way to the hospital. Um, So that's why... That's where that started. Yeah. Uh, like, when you see those, like, footages of, like, the children's hospitals, like, the, you know, there's, like, these poor little kids that are, like, you know, in those, like, sort of capsule things, and it's, like, these doctors and nurses, like, they're just, like... It's amazing, man. Some give the, everything you know, to, like, save another human. Write a book. It's just quite amazing. Some of the stuff we went through and some of the stuff we saw and just how, how amazing those people are. Yeah. They do an incredible job, that's for sure. Like, um, yeah. And I mean, it's uh, it's definitely tough, and that's where I found, for me, yeah. while she was still in the hospital, you know, we were there. There were some times we were there, we would stay there for two weeks at that Ronald McDonald house, or if we would commute back and forth, we'd be there for 16 hours a day, 18 hours a day, and coming home and stitching a wallet for an hour was kind of my mental escape. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it never it never leaves your mind, you know, what you got going on. But at least this was sort of my little escape to just kind of try and relax a little bit. Yeah. And down. That's that's why I still that's why I still really enjoy this because it's, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but you just kind of focus yeah. on the next stitch, and that's what you're thinking about at that time. Yeah. No, that's remarkable. I'm so glad you're. Yeah, that's and these kids daughter man, survived some, all that because that's so tough. That's, that's remarkable. It's amazing. Thanks, Justin, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you, chatting. man. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.